so throughout the week, I take notes about shit that I think <laughs> that that I'm that I'm gonna talk to Casey about prior to really recording the show, so that way uh, we're like warmed up or yeah, whatever. Yeah. So uh, to that end, would you like to hear about the things I thought Casey might like to hear about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Do what we supposed to do. We shut it down. I got a question, bro. What? What are we doing here? Welcome to Telefriends, where we're playing the messages you leave at 304-518-JAMS. Jams. Uh, typically, Casey is saying what I'm saying now, but Casey's not here. And so typically, Casey's like... Uh, I've heard all these messages, but Bo hasn't heard any of them. But I'm Bo, and joining us is our guest co-host, Brendan. Hello, Brendan. Hello, Telefam. Uh, so I've heard these calls. Brendan hadn't heard shit. Ha-ha. The tables have turned, kind of. Not really. Yeah, but it's my first time at the table, so... Welcome to the table. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for so much for being here. Um, my pleasure. Casey's not here because Casey Dunn had himself a baby, so he's on Telefriend's paternity leave. What are the uh, benefits on Telefriends? Right? You just don't have to show up to Telefriends. Okay. Um, that's basically it. And he didn't even have to get his shift covered because you asked me. Yeah. Well, we, I don't know. We, we've talked a lot about what we're going to do like during his absence. So, so one, of the, one of the things that uh, really works for the show, I think, is uh-huh. that there's a lot of uh, stuff that goes on behind the scenes. <laughs> planning and yeah. making it work. Yeah. And then when you guys get on the air or when you're recording, it right. seems real effortless. Thanks. So good on you. Hey, up top. Welcome aboard. So as you, you may, do you, I think you know this. I'm sure you do. You're a, you know, you know you're our, our friend. You're a, uh, you're a longtime caller to the show. <laughs> day, uh, you're a day one telefriends dude. Yeah. Um, so I think you know that like there's a rule at telefriends. You found out another rule where we don't eat lunch before we record. Yeah, spoiler, I had two donuts on the way here. Oh, wow. Well, that's all right. Like, that's not, that's not a meal. That's like empty carbs. Like, yo, you can burn through those. That's, yeah. like, that's, that, that's that energy we're looking for. Um, no, there's a there's a other thing about how we have a no bummers, new callers to the front of the line. Sure. So, uh, in, in my defense, I think I'm not, uh, I'm not a real bummers guy. So I think I'll be okay on that front. Right. Yeah, you're not a bummer at all, dog. Do we ever? Do we get to talk about Kevin during this? We can. Okay. Well, not yet. Um, so. Oh, we need to talk about Kevin. <laughs> Yo, can we get <laughs> Mr. Kevin to call in and talk about Kevin? Fuck's sake. Um, Kevin is a duck, so no. No, I'm talking about Kevin's keeper. Oh. Yeah, uh, my dad's not. Um, I've tried to get him to call several times. He's the best storyteller I know. No. Yeah, he he had a drone. Yeah. He lost it. Got another one. So uh, we're going to start things off. So usually also I'm like selecting the calls blindly. Uh, I couldn't figure out how to make that work <laughs> with, with, with a guest host. So the format's a little different, but we're going to start off with a new caller. And um, Is it call number one? It's call number one, dog. My memories have passed into an accident and ancient state is rising. 
I have achieved levitation. With your assistance and clarity, I've left my astral form and achieved spectral. Thank you for your cooperation. So this sounds a lot like our favorite computer voice, Monarch. Monarch. But like, but, it sounds like Monarch on lean. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like Monarch on some other shit. <laughs> yo, so I, I... If this is you, Monarch, then, yo... We okay, gotta, we got to talk about Monarch. But I don't think it is. Thank you for listening. Without your clarity, I would still be bound to gravity like little jackrabbits gaily galloping across the pasture like so long ago. The yep. pasture and the red barn and the kids on the beach found out for a moment there where your arms are around your head and the field is there and there's time for a change and we have no business there and we can levitate and you can go so far as to our pastoral bodies into another plane, hey. The man There's another minute of this. Okay. And saying it is bad, it's alright if they pan away. Elves and fairies and Panda Piper danced too before it was all found out. Giggling and flirting, but every once in a while between the ends. Oh my god, what does it mean? Yeah, you catch the slightest echo of little electronic leftover impulse, and this crazy statical feedback clicks and passes you through one step over the bigger the fence. Dog. Well, I don't know about you guys. Plum crazy crazy critters out there. Crazy, I say he's crazy. America does doesn't need this kind of get them out of there. What? This is Franklin Delano Roosevelt speaking. The only salvation is to be good. So Oh God, what does it all mean? <laughs> so there's that <laughs> So that was uh, the that was Franklin Delano Roosevelt, um, call, who has achieved spectral existence as opposed okay, to being. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! <laughs> in in the comic book uh, Manhattan Project, okay, uh, FDR's consciousness is actually uploaded to Are you, a mainframe. Did you just fucking crack this code? <laughs> so I, I was like terrified when i heard this shit i was like what no but that that can't it's not like an actual do you think it's a passage from what it can't be franklin roosevelt did not actually say that did he say it in the book i don't think so i mean that's a lot of text for a comic book did he talk about jackrabbits gaily galloping across the (laughs) plane i don't remember that dog yeah (laughs) i don't know I mean, I would need I would need a text printout the, to even get into that at all. But I want to say thank I want to thank FDR for his call. Um, he, yeah, I mean, this is like a great opportunity for us to talk about you know what comes next, like in the afterworld. Yeah, I don't fucking know what. Um, Neither do I. So my I thing about it. Okay, so like, if, uh, so I was like talking to a buddy of mine a while back, and I was like, "Yo, teleportation, it can't fucking work, right?" And he's like, I mean, I guess. So, so do you do the deal with teleportation where it's like, in order for teleportation to work, you're like, you have to be like scanned on a molecular level and copied and then reassembled at a destination. At which point, your fucking body where it stands has to be destroyed, right? Wait, is that teleportation or matter transfer? What's the difference? I mean, in my mind, teleportation, you step through a door. And you're and- somewhere else. 
Right, and the the space between the one location and the other has been minimized. Okay, okay, yeah. So I guess I'm talking about matter transport, matter transfer. Yeah, I mean I don't know how that would work. My beef with it is my same beef with like. Uh, with the singularity, with with what's that dude's name? With Raymond Kurzweil's idea of like we're all gonna be uploaded and have our consciousness uploaded into. Sure. It. So I'm like, yo, you like, if you fucking like, if there's an interruption of service, like, then that's just some new <laughs> shit. Like you just killed me, and then like there's some new jackass there, but like, that's not the same deal, right? So there's there's an episode of uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation where. Yeah. Um, Montgomery Scott has been stuck. Can you give me a backstory on who Montgomery Scott is? Scotty. Oh, right, okay. The engineer. He's been stuck in a buffering pattern inside a transporter for 75 years. Fuck. Because he basically uploaded himself that before like a ship blew up or something like that. Whoa. And they download him, and then old man Scott, Scotty, is there with Jordy LaForge. Awesome. What did Uh, he do during his time? Did he chill? He was like, he was bits of information he wasn't actually a thing okay um, so he couldn't I, I like i don't know what his consciousness was right like, so he couldn't like describe his experience yeah, with that. i don't okay. remember that part of it um but i imagine that there would be something like to to prevent interruption of service there would have to be buffering where you sort of hold all of the bits in one place after yeah transferred yeah yeah i'm saying i'm not ready to be the dude i'm like i'm not gonna be the fifth okay but here here's the thing like if we, we don't really know what it is that makes us us right but so if we but if 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 i was born with a twin right and then i died my twin although he's a fucking direct dna copy of me like doesn't have my fucking same experiences and memories right shit Right, but like, okay, so if all if we transfer bit by bit the matter that is us, uh-huh. how do we know we're transferring the us that is us, like the thing that makes us? Right, yeah, yeah, good question. Is there an us that's us? Yeah. I don't fucking know. The, you know who knows is fucking Franklin Delano Roosevelt. I bet he does. Dog, what I mean, was that process like? <laughs> um, well, thank you, FDR. Yeah, dude. Fuck. He's CDR now. <laughs> Um, so did you hopefully not CDRW (laughs) did you did you happen to catch uh, this is episode 30 of Telefriends P.S. you're like on a landmark show like fucking 30 is like a nice fucking round number Um, did you happen to catch episode 29 of Telefriends I've listened to them all but you'll have to remind me what was talked about episode 29 was all tech support okay yeah 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 I did listen okay you fucking heard episode 29 so this the next this call relate relates to I got we got a follow up call from episode twenty nine. Oh okay. Hi, telefriends. Uh, I was just listening to I've got a jam in jam out, and I was just listening to the tech support episode uh, where you guys uh, kept humming a theme song uh, and couldn't figure out what it was. Uh, I believe. So I don't know if you remember, but to refresh the audience of memory, it went it it, 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 it was. It goes like this. Uh, so that, that, that's how that went. Back to the call. I believe it might be the theme to the TV show SWAT, uh, the intro theme. If you guys could, uh, a show I've never seen, if you guys could give that a listen and uh, either confirm or deny my suspicions. 
Uh, and yeah, play me something that goes well with the theme song from SWAT either way. <laughs> All right. Have a good one. Bye. <laughs> Thanks, Doc. This is the theme song to SWAT, which is so dope. This is like basically a shaft ripoff. <laughs> I don't know when the Kinda? Maybe I mean it's dope So was this recorded by Isaac Macy's? (laughs) For real (laughs) This is a It's a song by uh, Rhythm Heritage This is the first I mean, this is a jam for sure. It's in that uh, uh, guy, uh, Dennis Coffee. Freeway jams? Yeah, 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 yeah. Chase music? Yeah, it's in that wheelhouse for yeah. sure. Um, I'm not sure it's the thing though. I don't think it is. So, you have joined us today and you are Brendan Jam Master. Do you have a Jam Master name? Uh, Hatless Planet. Hatless DJ Hatless Planet. Just Hatless Planet. Hatless Planet. Yeah. Do you, I, you as a jam master? I feel like you could maybe supply a jam out to this. One. Uh, so I, I mean, I brought a jam, but it doesn't feel appropriate for this. I think what we should play is that Dennis Coffee song that is on Work Jams Volume One. Oh, fuck. Okay. I forget what it's called. This song is called Scorpio by Dennis Coffey. And it's fucking dope. Dennis Coffey's got moves, man. Yeah, you see a guy looking in a rearview mirror right now. Yeah. Running around the corner. Fuck yeah, narrate this whole scene, dog. <laughs> I'm in. All right, there's Paul Fee's still left on the scene. Highway. For sure. Uh, okay, come back to a stop sign. There's a cop just waiting there. But there's a man on the corner with a scar. Yeah. Cops not after that. Right. But they're into some shit, so they're still paranoid. Yeah. The driver leaks out and he pulls right. The cop sees the paranoia in his face. Uh oh. Is this like? Pulls a turn. Is this like? Oh, this is a, a like a, a black and white. This is not like a Frank Bullet like. Uh, unmarked car situation. This is like a well, cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. It's like the seventies patrol car. Yeah. Okay. Woman crossing the street with groceries. Yeah. Throws them in the air. <laughs> She's almost hit. Oh shit! Oh, shit. <laughs> Yo. That's all I got. Scorpio. Then no. Then the fucking title. Like we, we got to get past this beat break. With the title like you know like sabotage style fucking like it says Scorpio this is the montage of the actual crime that they're running away this from. is I think we like we're also introducing the cast and yeah. like little windows <laughs> like and and hatless planet as Scorpio Bullock <laughs> if I what would your uh, TV detective name be what if you were what if you were Buick? Detective Buick? 
about Detective Corvair. Detective Corvair. That's pretty dope. Oh, this is dope. Fucking Dennis Coffee rules. Yeah, I really like that. So, um, 10 years ago, I guess, there uh-huh. was a service called eMusic, and it was $19.99 a month. And it was in that sort of transition period between when Napster wasn't cool anymore, like you couldn't get stuff for free. Right. And like the modern streaming services like Spotify. Yes. And so I paid $20 a month for like 25 downloads. Damn. And. Oh, I remember eMusic, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's less than a dollar a song. There was also the Audio Galaxy was at the same time. Okay. That was my shit. Um, and they didn't have, like, a lot of the big-name acts, but they had a really good recommendation engine, and they had a lot of indie stuff, like new mu- new indie music. Yeah, yeah. And that's where I discovered Dennis Coffee. Dennis Coffee's the was not new indie music 10 years ago. No. Anyway, something I really enjoy. Fuck yeah, man. So thank you for your call. I don't think that theme from SWAT is the same as theme from Tech Support, but... I don't think so either. It was in the same vein. Yeah. I'm not I mean, I'll listen to it again. It's definitely a jam. <laughs> it is dope. So, what? Yeah, you have a son. Yeah. And your son described your relationship with me and your relationship with Casey as being somewhat different. How'd that go? Um, he said that that Casey is my best man. Okay. Not like. Not at your wedding, not but just wedding, like but he's my best man. Like right. And yeah. Bo is my best dude. So. We got a caller with a question about that. <laughs> Hello, righteous dudes. This is Lydia calling from California in the beautiful Redwood. Uh, so we all know there are dudes, subsets of dudes, 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 dude bros. Dudes, dude bros. Righteous dudes, regular dudes, dude bros. So, um, I'd like to know what the most, what, how, how, what? You wanted, you wanted to pause here? Is what you're saying? Uh, yeah, I I think Lydia's left out one important subset, which is precious dudes. Yeah, you're precious dudes. There's, I feel like there's more subsets. Of these categories of people you find most endearing um which category do you identify with and who are your favorite dude bros (laughs) uh very good friend of mine explain to me what dude bros are last summer what are they um but it's supposed to be like a crazy like Like, there was, I guess, a YouTube about this guy who was, like, so, he was, like, a surfer dude, and he was, like, catching some waves and stuff, and, like, really excited about it, or whatever. He's a dude, bro. I guess, like, Polly Shore in, like, Encino Man would be a dude, bro. Really? Anyway, um, what you got for me on the subject of dude bros and varieties? Oh, dude. What? Thanks, dude. I feel like then if what if is Polly Shore not like a a Brodakai like a Chaka Bra like a uh, Polly Shore is he's the, the he's the weasel he's the weasel uh, I think he's I mean, kind he's of his kind own of, thing yeah. <laughs> yeah. he's his own thing man do you uh, have a favorite kind of dude bro dude bro or well okay so first like definition wise um, 
in the vernacular, yeah. modern vernacular, sure. I understood dude bro as kind of a derisive term. Yeah, this is a guy with like a... Like a frat, a frat dude. Oh, okay. This uh, is not what I thought of a dude bro, but... Okay. Um, but we're talking about like uh, backward hat, definitely going to have some Wayfarers on, which is, it's unfortunate that Wayfarers have been co-opted because it's like the classic sunglasses. It's a classic look, yeah. Um... It'll, it'll endure, I'm sure. Yeah, it, it's, it'll go beyond its latest. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, fuck, learn how to talk. <laughs> uh, but then the the beach dude, who is the dude that I... I mean, I grew up with those dudes. Yeah. Um, and I used to make fun of him for having salt water on the brain. What would you call those guys, though? These surfer dudes you... Just dudes. Dudes. They're not, like, bra? Or bruh? I guess I'd call them bra, dude bras. What's up, bra? <laughs> hey, bra. Bra. Do you have a, those are your favorite dudes? The saltwater on the brain dude bras? Yeah. Those are typically... They're super mellow. Yeah. And good natured. Yeah. Not really trying to fuck with your deal. Yeah. What do you call those dudes who are like fucking, uh, like, dude bra adjacent? Who are like fucking uh, Anthony Kiedis in Point Break? Like, those locals only bros who are you know dropping your fucking transmission into the water because you fucking took their break or whatever i don't fucking know how so, surfers okay, talk so or i don't that. know if that shit actually happens yeah yeah but there are like like aggro get off my wave dudes yeah those are just assholes right just dicks <laughs> we were talking yesterday about how like i don't know if i can assign a dude or a bro to it but i that i think that cool jocks are better people than other people like I'm like, cool jocks are the coolest people on earth. I think you need to uh, clarify that because like a cool jock in just common understanding would be like Mr. America guy. Like, oh, he's a cool jock guy. Mr. America guy? Um, Chris Evans? <laughs> no, he's actually a cool jock. Yeah, Chris Evans is like a cool jock. to the guy that's like the homecoming king, like... He's the cool big man on campus guy. No, 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 no. I'm talking about like a legit, actually cool yeah. jock. I'm talking about like the kid on the football team who knows how to do a kickflip. I'm talking about like... Randall Pink Floyd. Yeah, like that dude who's like, I like hang with these dudes because I'm fucking a jock, but like, yo, man, I can like, I'll kick it with you and talk about drawing <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Like, well, I think it's probably true of anything. Like you have to be or able like, yeah. to relate to more than one group of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those people who can like, who can... Uh, who can travel in many circles are the best. They're, they're fucking, I'm like, you guys are better than me. They're straight <laughs> up. I don't know. So I'm a little confused by the question in that I, I feel like we need to have a common set of like definitions. Yeah. So how did Lydia describe the dude bro? I don't remember. Okay. So let's, how about some, uh, she was saying the dude bro was like a poly short. Yeah. I don't think that's right. I don't think it's right either, man. I feel like the dude bro, I don't, okay, I feel like the dude bro is a little bit more, like, conniving, a little bit more, like, weird and sunburnt and, like, trying to sell you some bunk. <laughs> don't sell me no bunk, man. Just get the fuck away from me with your bullshit. Like, I always trying to, like, sell you on either, like, his bullshit or, like, his bullshit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. buy into my fucking dumb shit. Um, yeah, I, I don't think, uh... I don't think a dude bro is a good thing to be. I think I think there's yeah. some there's some false stepping involved in being a dude bro. Yeah, dude. Fuck off, dude bros. But precious dudes. Precious dudes. Forever. Yeah. So K 
Casey's not here today, as you know. Yes. <laughs> so you get to set the tone on some new shit today, okay? Uh, we have a, a, a caller with a whole new outlook on shit, right? But typically this is a thing that like Casey would really be able to sink his teeth into, but Casey ain't here. So Brendo gets to set the tone for how shit's going to work in the future of Case Rod. Wow. No pressure, but yo. I feel like uh, I don't know. I, I think I'm up to the challenge. Yeah, I think you are too. I I wouldn't I wouldn't play it if I didn't believe in you. You know. Thanks, bud. Yeah. Prepare yourselves for a world of fantasy and adventure. Welcome to TFD and D. Welcome to TFD and D. Let's play fantasy, oh, my man. dog. Yeah. Oh, you are Stone and the Brobarian, warrior of the Woven Steps. Yeah. Casey, you are Blazit, fourth of twenty, traveling clairvoyant and head wizard hailing from the cliffs of Ord. So, let's slow down. So, Bo is Stone and the Brobarian, right? And Blazik? You're Blazit, fourth of twenty, which I... The is, head which You're a traveling clairvoyant. And head sorcerer, I believe you said. Yeah. Which, I, what I want to know is that, um, like, I'm the, the, the top... I'm the management sorcerer. I don't. You're fourth of twenty. Or am I the sorcerer of heads? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Having slogged through the dense forests of California for weeks, <laughs> you have finally arrived at the entrance to the halls of Kijink. As you stand before the imposing portal, hewn of stone and decorated with the teeth of ancient giants, a granite guardian rumbles to unlikely life. It looks to you and speaks. Only the hero of sensitive ear and tongue will reveal the key. What do you do? Only the hero of sensitive ear and tongue will reveal the key, says the granite giant who comes to life at the doorway to this place we're at. Having slogged through the California, which is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> what do so, we do? Stonehead is a brobarian, so he's like clairvoyant. Okay, so what I'm wondering, as a clairvoyant, yeah. I'm wondering if the stone giant is sentient. Uh, sentient. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can I read its mind? So you want to do clairvoyance is like forewarning, like yeah, yeah. Thought. I can see in the future. Yeah. Um, okay, I look into the future to see uh, how we open the door. Um, what does Stonehand do in the meantime? Oh, but see, what's going to happen is I'll see an image of me or you with a key. What I need is knowledge of where we find the key. Right. <laughs> Shit. Stonehand, the Brobarian, tries to hug the giant and then punch it. And then hug it again. Do you think the teeth of ancient giants have anything to do with it? I mean, sensitive well, of, of... Sensitive of ear and tongue. I mean, sometimes a toothache can make it feel like it hurts in your ear. Yeah, that's true. I wonder if we, sensitive of ear and tongue, I wonder if we, like, said the shit we heard. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Right. I wonder if we, like, repeat what that dude said. Okay, uh, I, I, re st I repeat what that dude said. I, I, Stonehand sticks his tongue in Blazit's ear. I like it. All right. So is the way that this is going to work? I don't have any idea. Oh, okay. <laughs> But you've so what you've done is you've looked to the future. Yeah. I've stuck my tongue in your ear. 
We've both tried to say the shit that the giant just said. Okay, so then I need to know in the future. Yeah. Well, no. What what we would need to know from our dungeon master here is what how ha- what I see when I look into the future. Yeah. What happens when I repeat the words? Uh-huh. And what, and what happens when I stick my tongue in your? Yeah. Head? All right. Bo, Brendan, and my dude Casey holding it down at home with his new baby. God bless you and your lady. Kiss them both for me. It is Will. I've missed you guys. I've missed everything. I got angry about it, and so I tried to find some new music. So today I'm calling in with a goddamn jam for a jam in honor of Casey's new baby and my favorite dude, Brendan, in there with my other favorite dude, Bo. hey In honor of Casey and that baby, we got a band called No Parents, the fucking greatest skate-sounding fuck-you-name that has ever existed. No Parents. Listen to any of their fucking songs. They are all jams. But my favorites are Dick City, which has a line, Your party sucks. <laughs> Followed by No Parents, another fucking classic by No Parents. Brendan, thanks for holding down the fort, my dude. Bo, I will see you soon. Yeah. Casey, kiss those babies again and again. Later, gang. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, thanks, Will. Long Later, Will. God damn it. <laughs> Shut up. Franklin Delano Roosevelt for just a second. FDR, man. So, no parents. I did a little research about this. They're also responsible for the songs um, Take Your Pants Off and Fart, I'm a Dildo, Dick Pick Rampage, and Vin Diesel. Uh, I'm going to need Jam Master Hatless Planet to follow up Dick City (laughs) by No Parents. This is just some old-timey thrash shit. I'm fucking so in. Take your pants off and fart. It's such a great Yo, that was Dick City by No Parents. My man, what you got on these jams? Uh, well, since that was dedicated to Casey's baby, yeah, Casey and Molly's baby. Sure. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna jam in a song from the They Might Be Giants children's album called No Exclamation Mark, and it's called Robot Parade. We used to play this for, for my son when he was uh, a wee tyke. That was before Casey was his best, your best man, and yeah, I was your before. best dude. Long before. Uh, there we go. In a future time, <laughs> children will work together to build a giant cyborg <laughs> robot. This is so good. Robot parade, 
Learn the song. Like if he hears it now, is he like, oh shit? Yeah. Fucking one thing I learned about having a kid is that um, it doesn't go the way you think it's going to. Ever? Well, sometimes it does. I mean, in the sense of like whatever vision you have of being a parent. Yeah. It's probably not going to be like that. Fuck. <laughs> um, here's the weird thing. In, in good and bad ways. So They Might Be Giants is probably the band I've seen live the most, which is weird. Um, Mine's Dave Matthews. No, actually, no, that's not true. I feel like I win. <laughs> no, that's not true. <laughs> Grateful that is the one I've seen the most. Then, okay, then, then, I, then maybe you win. Um, I would like to go on the record uh, saying I don't like Dave Matthews' band. I think I've told this story. Before. Yeah, you have. <laughs> um... I don't know in my life of a more polarizing band than They Might Be Giants. Like, it seems like no one's on the fence about They Might Be Giants. Everybody is either, like, a fucking fan from way back or, like, no thank you, not ever. I mean, I, I get it. Like, yeah, it, it's kind of... Um, I don't know what... The, it's, like, precious and insular. It's, like, it, it's the people who are into, like, inside jokes and shit. And, you know what I mean? yeah. And the thing is, the dudes are, like, geniuses. For sure. They're the best. <laughs> yeah, they're so I good at what they do. fucking love them. Uh, but I can see how their style of songwriting doesn't work for everybody. Totally. And it also, I mean, I don't... There's a, there's a layer of absurdity to everything that they do that yeah. really appeals to me, but I can see how it wouldn't to everyone. Yeah. I, I fucking love them. There's shit from way back with They Might Be Giants where I'm like... Find me a better song than that, I dare you. I actually, I went to see They Might Be Giants when um, the mother of my son was pregnant with my son. Whoa. Did you bring her? Yeah. Right on. I thought I thought that's what I said, but I guess, no. I said I went to... Yeah. yeah okay. So, huh. Yeah, the two of us went. The three of us went. The three of you went. If you will. There's another new segment of the show that <sighs> you, <Yeah>. Brendan, <laughs> are going to be... <laughs> Wait, so, okay, here's, here's a thought, though. Uh-huh. Um, do we need to explain a little bit about D&D for the... Oh, fuck. That's CF a good question. D&D. Yo, so that dude just called in with a D&D call. Yeah. Uh, do we know each other because of D&D? Or do we know each no, other because of board games in general? Board games in general. Right on. Um, but we spent two and a half years around a table doing D&D with each other? Uh, probably two. I think... I mean, we did like 15 months in a single campaign. Yeah. Was that the Underdark? The Underdark one was long as fuck. It just seemed that way. We only did it for like, I mean, okay, we did it for nine months or so. Yeah. But like the other one was about 15 months. That one is, there's shit I think about from both campaigns, but like from the first campaign, because it was my first like long D&D campaign, there's shit I think about uh, from that campaign a lot. In well, my, and my, it was like around that table is where we all really became friends. Yeah. It galvanized our friendship. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So how do, how do you want to explain D&D? Well, okay, I don't want to go too in-depth. I think just explain enough so that that call made sense. Okay. So the way that, that Dungeons & Dragons works is that the Dungeon Master will lay the scene. Right. And then you as your character, um, and your character has certain um, 
traits that yeah. you have to role play. Yes. So it's not just me making a decision. It's me as this character making a decision. So what Bo and I just did was as our characters made a decision on what to do, how to react to that uh, stone giant. Right. And then what we're hoping will happen is that this TFDM yes. will call back with answers to those questions and then... And then further the story. Yeah, then further the story. I wonder if like... Okay, so we have an email address also. Uh, it's uh, telefriendspodcast at gmail.com. So if that dude wanted to send us character sheets, <laughs> like that would be where to send them. I, I know we all got dice. So like... Because uh, I don't know how that's going to work. Like, How would like checks work? You know what I mean? Like, cause you know, it seems like you would like roll an insight check to see. Yeah, and so I think that's where it gets a little too complicated. For right. Her. So maybe not do that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So this would be a, a very stripped down version, probably without dice, where it's just like a storytelling thing. Okay. Either way, however you want to do it, TFDM. Yeah. Um. So then, what what are we talking about now? Um. There was another new segment coming. Fuck right. Then I got a phone call. So, yeah, another new segment. You have to deal with it. Casey's not here. The show can't just screech to a halt, you know? Yeah. What is up, Tilia? This is Lydia. Um, I was thinking about maybe, or I was thinking about, well, I am actually, suggesting a um, new portion of the podcast, um, maybe... Um, maybe it'll work, maybe not. I have no idea how it would work. Uh, but anyway, book in, book out, read in, read out. Um, I was kind of inspired by your, uh, your, uh, criticism of outdoor libraries, which is totally valid in my opinion. They're, They're the worst. And also, they get really dirty inside. It's gross. People put, like, old clothes in there. It's real weird. Um, anyway, I wanted to make a recommendation based on Bo's visit to the heart specialist, which um, is really scary, I'm sure, for anybody. It sucks. But I wanted to recommend this book called Nourishing Traditions by Sally Fallon. It is so essential to any kitchen. It's amazing. You learn so much great stuff in this book. Um, and turning a couple of pages right now to the introduction uh, called Politically Correct Nutrition. And basically, she decries these, like, money-making corporations that have, like, basically given us food that's killing us. So listen to this. Here's an excerpt. While it is true that researchers have induced heart disease in some animals by giving them extremely large doses of oxidized or rancid cholesterol, and that was 10 times that found in the ordinary human diet, several population studies squarely contradict the cholesterol-heart disease connection. A survey of 1,700 patients with hardening of the arteries conducted by the famous heart surgeon Michael DeBakey found no relationship between the level of cholesterol in the blood and the incidence of atherosclerosis. A survey of South Carolina adults found no correlation of blood cholesterol with quote-unquote bad dietary habits, such as the use of red meat, animal fats, fried food, butter, eggs, whole milk, bacon, sausage, and cheese. A medical research council survey showed that men eating butter ran half the risk of developing heart disease compared to those using margarine. Um, you will also learn from this book uh, how to make the silkiest uh, stocks that you can use 
as just a flavor enhancer for any recipe. It's got um, it's got a salad dressing. It's got sandwiches. It's got yogurt salad. It's got all kinds of stuff, and it's so good for you. And if you follow the principles outlined in that book, you will not have any kind of diseases ever again in your entire life. I guarantee. That's okay, pretty good. That's my book in. Book me out, buddy. <laughs> Yo. Just some light reading. Yeah. Um, Lydia, Lydia, your enthusiasm. Yeah, unparalleled. This subject matter is striking. What do we call this segment? <clears throat> bookends. Book, bookends. That's good. That's way better than the telebrary, which is what I was thinking. Bookends, book friends. Book friends. Bookend, book friends. So you're a voracious reader of books. <laughs> yes. Um, I... I, I I think I broke a rule by just using Google right now, but I couldn't remember the name of the book that I wanted to. Sure, that's so you got to do what you got to do. Because the the book that Lydia recommended is something that you're not going to read as a younger man, or like for pleasure. It seems like a cookbook, (laughs) right? But it's for a person with more mature concerns, such as a heart problem, heart disease. Um, I'm going to recommend a book of Kurt Vonnegut essays called A Man Without a Country. Oh, yo, I have that book. That book's great. Um, and, well, I guess I'm ready recommending this book for Lydia, so... Oh, right, 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 right. Um, regardless, it's something that someone under 30 wouldn't care about. It talks about family and aging yeah. and those kinds of things, and it's typically Vonnegut... Um, hilarious and on point and makes it's very life affirming so that's he's what my, I recommend Man he's my country. fucking favorite yeah mine, mine too I didn't come to him until like really late in the game you know uh, there's just something about the way um, he writes about humanity that always made sense to me yeah yeah his last novel is this book called Time Quake mm-hmm. and it's like my favorite thing ever written like read that it's it so out. fucking good dude like it makes me like hurt inside. I'm like, this is so good. I can't stand it. Like everything in this book is perfect. Yeah. Fucking time quake is, is Bo's book in book in book out. Book out. Remember book it uh-uh. where it was like, you like, it would, sounds like an app that I don't want to download. No, <laughs> it was a fucking thing where you would like read books and report those books to your teacher. And then if you read enough books, you would get a voucher for a fucking personal pan pizza from pizza hut. What? Yo, dude, book it. So you'll enjoy this story. One time, <laughs> one time uh, I was in, I was a junior in high school, and uh, we had this weird teacher who was always trying to find new ways to motivate us to get into geometry. Right. Or whatever math we were doing. Uh, it was, yeah, it was geometry. Um, anyway, I wound up winning a gift certificate to Taco Bell for Look at you. tacos. Fuck. And so where I was living at the time, I had to walk about a mile and a half to the Taco Bell. Worth it. And I walked after school and I was like, I got the 12 tacos and it comes in a cool box. Yeah. Like a giant Happy Meal box. Yeah. And I started eating tacos and I was like, man, I'm full, but I don't want to carry this stupid looking box all the way back home. <laughs> so I, I plowed through 12 yeah. tacos Word. in one sitting with a bunch of Pepsi. I saw you plow through 12 tacos at one sitting at my house one time. No, because you had some of those. I tacos. helped. <laughs> Brendan. Yes. I want to thank you for being our guest host here at Telefriends. Thank you for having me. For episode 30 of Telefriends. This has been a lot of fun. Yo, I want to thank the callers for calling. I want to thank the listeners for listening. Um, this, this has been episode 30. Um, 
you know, what would you like to say to the callers and listeners of Telefriends? Oh, actually, uh, okay, so a couple things. Okay. Um, callers, um, thank you. Uh, as one of you, I, I really enjoy hearing the stories and tales and jams that, that everyone has to share. So um, mm-hmm. um, thanks for being a part of this with me. Word. Um, and Bo and Casey. Totally. And um, the Maple Syrup Bandit. Yeah. Can we can we talk about him real quick? I have a message yeah. specifically for him. Okay. Um, yeah. That was a fucking... I think... That was an epic tale, is what that was. Yeah, it was. I, and it cracked me up. But I think the, the lesson there is that what would have been a far more effective mm-hmm. protest against this woman... Yeah. Would have been to walk up to her with her friends and said, Hey, I worked here for... X amount of time, you never once tipped me, and I'm pretty sure you stole my tips. Just embarrass the shit out of her in front of her friends and walk away. See, I don't even think that's appropriate. I don't think it is either, but it's a more effective form of protest because now she just feels like she got assaulted by somebody yeah. with some syrup. Which, in my opinion, she fucking did. Like, uh, again, I don't think that dude's a bad dude. I just think No, I don't that, either. I think it's like a youthful indiscretion. For sure. I mean, I think the best revenge is living well. Like, so, right. I mean, that's fucking cliched as fuck, but like, come on, man. Like, I feel like if we're going to stay mired in petty bullshit, then that's like where we're going to be. So, like, when I I was a bartender, uh, there were always dudes that would, uh, and probably gals too. Yeah. There were always dudes that would, like, walk by tables and finish people's drinks. Like, they had So weird, but yeah, I know. And, and it's not, I mean, that's a person with a drinking problem. Yeah. So you just be like, hey, that's a bummer for them. I yeah. wish I could help. Yeah. That sucks for them. That's what I was saying. Like, I've had tips stolen from me and I'm always like, hey, but fucking better you than me, man. I don't know. Um, I feel like I'm moralizing. I shouldn't have even brought this up. Sorry. No, it's all right, man. Like, that, yo. <laughs> But that was the thing I was going to call about. And so since I was going to be the host, I was like, well, I'm not going to call about it. Yeah, fucking A, man. Like, the the thing about that call, those, that series of calls, it's like an incredible story. Like, I'm in. It's really well told. And And I don't think that dude's a bad dude. I just feel like it was, uh, 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 how do you, like, layer upon layer of, like, just sort of maybe not the best decisions. Right. Um, And then it feels like, with this guy defending himself in court, that was so funny. That's awesome. Yeah, and I mean, I hope that lady's okay. I'm sure that dude's all right. Like, yeah. But yo, yeah. Thank you again for listening. Thank you for again for calling. Uh, the if what the thing that we need you to do is to tell your friends about Telefriends. Um, that's how we can we can keep the show going and, and growing our listener base and like keep keep playing new calls from new callers and stuff. So yeah. Uh, so in order to do that fucking tell your friends about us share our shit on Facebook or, or like it what's more effective is it more effective to like our shit on Facebook or share it I don't know just do both do both I mean you only have to like it once like it share it do your thing give us a call leave us a message 304-518-JAMS bye nah dog <laughs> jams thanks <laughs> but wait there is one last call oh okay hey dude it's well again you know like <laughs> I feel like I haven't called in a long time uh, uh, well we just heard you like a minute ago make up for lost time I think maybe the best way I can do it is if I like I missed like 
I don't know, fucking like 10 episodes? Have I missed 10 episodes? Something I missed like a that. lot. It was right? a well. My calls account for like two minutes. Maybe we can make up for it and we could all win a little. Wait, hold on. Also, Casey does a segment called Where Are You At? But now you have to do that segment, Where Are You At? Okay, right now? Yeah. I'm not familiar with Where You At. I mean, I must be, but how does It's it when a caller hasn't called in for a long time and you're like, yo, where are you at? Oh, Will Solari, where are you at? I mean, yo, Will, where are you at? <laughs> I'm like, Rachel, where are you at? It's been like a minute on Rachel. Rachel's like a... That's true. Yeah, you can usually set your set your watch by Rachel calling and it's not happening lately. Rachel, come back! Baby, come back. I dedicated a song to you. I'm saying... Maybe I can host next week with you, Bo. That's, Wait, was, what were you saying? Was, maybe I can host Wait. in two minutes. Maybe we can make up for it and we can all win a little. Maybe I can host next week with you, Bo. That's, I, would, I would love to come back. I, I can't lie that my life has been a downward spiral full <laughs> of fury signifying nothing. Whoa. I was last on the show. I'd love to come back. Love to hear Brendan's big, beautiful voice calling again. Hey. Love to have some more questions about my 14 year old self. Let's pick a cool theme and go for it next week. Can I do that with you beautiful men once again? Let me know. I'm available. I'll be in my house crying until I hear from you. I love you all. Goodbye. Uh, Will. I think he was laying on the drama there. I don't think his life's that bad. No, his life's great. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what I know of it, it seems pretty cool. To, to, to answer his question, though, um, absolutely. Bring it on back next week, Will Solari. Yeah. Come on back for episode 31 next week. Uh, thank you for episode 30, guest host Brendan. Come on back for episode 31, guest host Will. Uh, fucking leave us a message at 304-518-JAMS. Bye! Jams. Well, everybody chipped in on the inhale. Black steel boss on the window, ADT on the decal, hitting up the bunnies for the impale. Next month's rent on the stovetop, matting something something on the Xbox. My niggas on the block say I'm the next pass. Got youngers on the lookout for the one. Man, fuck the bullshit, we about to blow my niggas. We swear this all year, we about to blow my niggas. We got the whole city about to blow my niggas. We got nine double M's on the waistband. The major money is the game plan. Cop the equipment from my main man. We run the HBS and all this beige fan. Could have played in college, I had hoop dreams. Caught up in the streets, now that's the new scheme. Fiends at the door, we still the trap kings. When I be trying to get this Robbie off this rap thing.